everybody and welcome to the Outbreak Podcast, an outlet for discussing creativity and the great beyond. We also discuss everything from gaming to film to the dark corners of the internet. I'll be your host on this wild ride, William Key. Uh, today we've got a couple of news stories to talk about. Um, if you've been following me over on my blog, wkey.wordpress.com, you'll find a couple of these there. But if you haven't, I thought maybe I would uh, basically summarize some of the news of the week, some of the stuff that I found. Um, and and kind of give that to you. We don't have a guest today, but hopefully on the next one we will. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, first story today, one that piqued my interest. Um, I've read the uh, first story from Ernest Klein called Ready Player One, um, and there's been a movie about it. It was made by Stephen King. It came out in 2018, but now the author is finally releasing his long wa- long-awaited sequel, aptly titled Ready Player Two. Um, now, while it's not confirmed, this story may follow the same characters from the first one, um, but hopefully look to expand the universe of the Oasis that was first introduced. Uh, if you don't know too much about the story, uh, Ready Player One followed a character called Wade Watts, who was a gamer and pop culture junkie, who uh, in his free time would dive into the Oasis, which was a virtual world created by game, uh, game developer James Holiday. That's ripe with basically 80s and 90s nostalgia. If you grew up in those time frames, you would understand a lot of the pop culture references made in this book. Um, and the story basically followed this character and a number of other characters in the story as they were um, left to follow a series of clues that was left by the uh, deceased Holiday that would lead players toward the ultimate Easter egg that would allow the winner to take full control of the Oasis as well as earn basically the entirety of Holiday's fortune. The book had been developed into a live-action adaptation by Stephen King in 2018, and it's assumed that this sequel will be as well. But from what I was reading on Twitter, it's likely that Steven Spielberg won't be adapting this sequel, which is kind of sad, but it gives somebody else a chance to actually uh, take this in their own creative direction. Um, The book is scheduled to arrive November 24th in North America, and according to The Hollywood Reporter, Ready Player Two is being published by Ballantine Books, Pre-orders are available now. Uh, Another interesting story I found online. Uh, If you are a fan of CW superhero shows, uh, this one might interest you. As you know, Batwoman was a uh, fairly new uh, show as of last year. And the lead actress, Ruby Rose, decided that she wasn't going to be returning for the second season. Um, And there were a couple reasons for this. I won't get into that. But... There was talks about whether or not they were going to recast the role of Kate Kane, or if they were going to get a completely new character to dive into the Batwoman suit. And it seems like the latter is true. And they've opted to find to find somebody of color, which is an excellent choice. Um, the CW Network has tapped an actress from the show God Friended Me. Her name is Javicia Leslie. I hope I pronounced her name correctly. And she's going to be playing the role of a, a new character named Ryan Wilder becoming the first black LGBTQ actress to play Batwoman in a live-action or film production. Um, Now, Leslie had taken to both uh, Instagram and to um, The Hollywood Reporter to kind of share her excitement on the role, saying she was extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television, and as a bisexual woman herself, she is honored to join this groundbreaking show which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ community. As well, original actress Ruby Rose has shared her uh, excitement about the casting, saying, This is amazing. I'm so glad Batwoman will be played by an amazing black woman. She shared that on her Instagram page. 
according to the Hollywood Reporter article, Leslie's character, Ryan Wilder, is described as likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. Nothing like Kate Kane, uh, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. With no one in her life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. Today, Ryan lives in her van with her plant. I guess that's her pet. A girl who would steal milk for an alley cat and could kill you with her bare hands, Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter. Highly skilled and wildly undisciplined. An out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not like your typical all-American hero. So it seems like just by the description of the character, it's going to be a uh, a, di- a different approach to the Batwoman title character. Um, how they kind of portrayed it as a bit of a darker tone. Maybe with this character's personality and backstory, we might get a bit of a lighter tone this season. But um, we we won't know until we actually get to the filming, which doesn't uh, which is uh, scheduled to actually I think start up in a couple of days. Um, but the show is expected to return in 2021 with a new season. Um, the showrunner, actually, Caroline Dries, said that the disappearance of Kate Kane may end up being a key story moment in the uh, sec- second season, which means we may not have seen the last of Ruby Rose playing the role of Kate Kane. But we shall see. Uh, let's see what we have next. I, I have pulled a story that uh, I thought was kind of interesting. It's from CNN. Um whether this be a credible source or not, take it with a grain of salt. Um, it alleges that um, Russian cyber attackers may be targeting U.S., U.K., and Canadian security officials um, through a hacking group called App29, which also goes by the Dukes or Cozy Bear. Um, now, there was an advisory published in the U.K. National Cybersecurity Center that details activities by this Russian hacking group and explicitly calls out efforts to target U.S., U.K., and Canadian vaccine research and development organizations. I thought that this was kind of suspicious, um, only because, like, why would the Russians want to interfere with, you know, vaccine research? I think, and and I won't read any more into this article, just because I don't, I'm kind of out of my element here. It's sort of a uh, political, newsy topic, but just... It's so it's the UK, US, and US governments that are alleging of these cyber attacks. Um, whether it's actually come out as official is still, I think that's still up in the air. But what I really find kind of touchy about this story and the way I wanted to kind of bring it up is that you know the coronavirus has affected everybody, um, and it's it's stricken all across the world. Why would anybody want to interfere with what could potentially be a life-saving vaccine? Um, and I know that they, they're, they're blaming Russia for it, but I know that there's several other countries that are also looking into a vaccine. I think that for the sake of the world, we should all be, rather than, you know, stepping on each other, we should all be trying to come together and find a vaccine. I know that sounds a little too, like, like I'm standing up on a stage receiving my Miss America pageant award saying like, oh, we should all just, we should all just love each other and, and stuff like that. But at this time, coronavirus is, is really affected everybody. It's a touchy subject. I think we should all <laughs> we should all try to come together. We shouldn't be tearing each other apart, bros. Come on. Um, moving on, I, I wanted to discuss another uh, thing that kind of bothered me a bit this week, um, and it goes it goes without saying that you know 
for a podcast like this, uh, just starting out, we're, we're going to kind of fall under the radar for the first couple of episodes, which is okay. Um, I try to promote it as best as I can. But the problem is sometimes that as much as you can promote something and as much as you uh, feel like you want to be included and you want to be seen, it can be very difficult to be seen on on social media. Um, for example, and, and I, find my, I find myself kind of looking back at my own history on social media. I've, I've lessened um, the amount that I uh, post on Facebook only because that I, I, I hate Facebook. I, I honestly, the only reason why I use it uh, is so that uh, I can keep up with like events if I get invited to them. Uh, if I'm on it, which I do tend to scroll through, uh, I will share a post occasionally, but not all the time. And at the very least, I will post my own content from my blog or the podcast to Facebook because I think that that is just me still trying to keep the platform alive. I, I rarely use Snapchat. I tend to, to scroll through Snapchat a lot. Um, I will make a post occasionally if I'm in the mood. Instagram, same way. I kind of scroll through posts. with. I don't really... I tend to like... And sorry, getting to that point actually, across all the platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, the ones I mentioned just now, I tend to like more posts than I actually comment on. Um, on Twitter, I do like posts. I, I don't post often. Uh, actually, this week I've been trying to more, but I'll explain why. Um, and I tend to retweet without a comment, uh, just because it, it keeps my uh, profile fresh and it makes it look like I'm keeping up to date with the news and, and all that stuff. Uh, but what I found was that um, the level of engagement across all the platforms uh, was fairly consistent, but it wasn't good in terms of being present and, and showing that I'm, I'm involved in this online community. But it, it also made me kind of question, you know, what kind of community do I want to take part in? Where do I find I can I can have the most impact, and and I didn't include this in my article that I wrote on my blog, which you can find on wkey.wordpress.com. I I found that I can contribute the most to Twitter. I think it's it's a platform I've always wanted to get back into because I was more prevalent on it when I was in journalism school. But there are some people on there that I follow that I kind of want to have a similar voice, and I kind of want to use that as sort of my platform to communicate with people. So, uh, in what's considered to be this new normal, a post-COVID world, um, it's very difficult for people to get together and and communicate. Uh, less so now because, you know, we're in phase three here in Canada of uh, reopening the country. Um, so that includes things like... Uh, like bars and restaurants, uh, community centers, libraries, stuff like that. So people are getting together. So this is, you know, that statement might be a little outdated, but like people are still hesitant to get together. People are still hesitant to get into larger groups. Um, a couple, uh, actually last weekend, we had had a party uh, for my birthday. My birthday was on the 11th actually, and it would doubled as a gender reveal party. And I know it's probably not allowed, but we had a pretty big group of people in our backyard. But abiding to the rules of COVID-19 and social distancing, we had cl small clusters of groups um, that were scattered around the backyard. 
So there was no more than groups of five at each table. Uh, we had little tents for everybody, and, and everybody felt comfortable, and everybody like kind of commingled and stuff. Um, and turns out, by the way, just to let you guys know, if you ha- if you only listening to the podcast here, I am I am having a baby boy. Uh, baby boy is scheduled to uh, drop on November. <laughs> November, I think twenty sixth was the. Uh, scheduled due date could come earlier actually so it's in november sometime that's when we're looking forward to it uh but i digress uh getting back um to the article in a situation like that we like we want to stay connected to people um and there was our idea to have this this party last weekend we wanted to get together to see people in a sort of a happy manner you know this was people were saying that the news of our pregnancy was was happier news that they've received basically all through this COVID. So we thought, okay, well, let's share this with other people. And some people made it. Other people said that they didn't want to risk it due to COVID and, and social distancing rules. And we were like, whatever, that's fine. Um, you know, it's it's totally up to you. Um, some people we understood. Others were just like, they're like close family that, that couldn't make it. But that I digress. I digress. Um, in this situation, it's more important that we stay connected in whatever way we can. And for this, like especially on social media, this sort of means that I have to practice what I preach. So I took online. I thought to myself, how can I build an online community? I noticed that there's a lot of clusters of online communities online, people who follow certain um, figures on social media. And I, I took to Google and I said, how do I build an online community? I found this interesting article from a website called the Jamaica Observer. Kind of a kind of a one-off weirdo epi- uh, weird place, but they had some very interesting points that I want to share with you. Um, and I'm going to read verbatim uh, just from the article because I well, it's from the article, but it's also from mine because I kind of shared I borrowed some of these points. So um, this is it's it's basically very simple points here. First one is to be consistent. Think about how often that you post, what type of content are you posting, and do you post an accurate, do you post to present an accurate reflection of who you are and what your interests are? If you are passionate about something, create or curate content that showcase what you are passionate about and post at least three times each week to start. Um, you will build a community with others who share similar interests and being consistent allows you to, it allows your audience to trust you, um, you basically have to make sure that you don't disappear for weeks on end without posting anything or at least telling people that you're disappearing for a few weeks. Um, a good suggestion for this, and this is something that I follow, um, if you're a content creator, for example, somebody who makes YouTube videos or makes blog, uh, video blog or even blog posts like myself, consider making a calendar, set up a calendar for yourself. And if you wish to upload videos, produce a podcast or write for a blog, consider scheduling your posts to be released at a specific time while also making sure that you create a backlog of posts. This could also apply to social media accounts if you wish to prepare posts in advance, which there are people that do. Um, And this way you're giving yourself some room to breathe, but the deadlines you place on yourself hold you accountable in meeting those goals. Uh, The second point, be present. Have you ever followed somebody or been followed by automated accounts like a bot uh, or respond to a comment or a question and get no response from that person who posted? Do you continue to engage their posts after? <clears throat> it's impossible to respond to every comment, 
especially if you have a larger audience, you try your best, but you can't. It's it becomes more difficult. Um, but the truth is, if you share something interesting and people are commenting, the polite thing to do, at the very least, is acknowledge them. Be present. This is something that I struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis because, as I've said, I sometimes feel as though my voice is not, isn't heard and my name falls under the radar. I mean, we all want to be seen and heard and appreciated, so when you're starting out, be sure to take time and respond to comments individually to posts or pictures that speak to you strongly. So this is something that I've been doing more on Twitter this week, This, as I mentioned earlier in this uh, episode. Um, just by scrolling through, Anything that I see that I find interesting, I will just comment, I will retweet with a comment, I will like, I will engage in conversation. And what I've found is that even some of the people that I follow or I'm passionate about have retweeted or liked or commented or replied, and we've had interesting discussions this week. So that's something I'm going to continue to do, and hopefully that'll help my audience grow over time. The final point I want to discuss is to show that you care by sharing. Retweets are very easy, but retweets with a comment show an extra level of engagement. After all, communities are about sharing and the online platforms enable the ability to share with the click of a button. Be comfortable sharing to your platform's events or relevant posts that interest you. Celebrate somebody's accomplishments on your page. Try posting about others or about issues that are impacting the world and see how many times it is shared. This, for example, I, I like to retweet with comments now, and I find GIFs are also an easier way to kind of get words across without saying the word. A GIF speaks a thousand words sometimes, and I love using GIFs online. Celebrating somebody's accomplishments on a page, this can sometimes mean if you see an interesting video um, or agree with somebody's post and you want to share that, um, go ahead and share it. You know, Do not be afraid to let your voice be heard. Um, you know, you want to demonstrate your voice, speak up and be proud and do not be afraid to let the internet trolls, don't let the internet trolls tear you down because you're going to have backlash from time to time. I know when I was posting stuff on YouTube, I had commenters that were basically, you know, viewing hate and I simply responded to all of them by saying, well, thank you for watching my video at least. Um, so just remember that even even the biggest celebrities get bogged down sometimes by social media. It, it can be difficult. Um, so, sorry, I just pulled, I'm pulling the thing off of something. It made a squeaky noise. Okay, there we go. So, and it's okay, you don't have to totally, you know, invest yourself into social media. Don't, don't give up your outside life. Remember that once in a while it's okay to take a break and as much work as it is to pour your efforts into establishing and contributing to this online community, it's still okay to get outside, breathe in some fresh air, spend time with family and friends. And that's really all I have to say on that. Uh, if you want to read the article more, it's I wrote it uh, earlier this week, uh, wkey.wordpress.com. Finally, I want to give you a YouTube recommendation. Um, now, I had also written an article this week on my blog about what I'm watching on YouTube, but I wanted to, to talk specifically to one channel um, because I felt like if I were to read verbatim from the article that you would notice that I tend to just be making these podcasts centered around my blog posts, which in a way it is. It's filler, whatever. So I wanted to talk about this specific YouTube channel, uh, Jacob Geller. He was the first one that came up on my blog post uh, in regards to video essays on gaming. 
Um, Jacob Geller is a YouTube channel that I've been following for the past year, and every single one of his videos is like, wow, the, the amount of effort that's put into the development of these videos, down to the script, down to the audio, down to the visuals, it's and also the narration. It's like this my his content's among my favorite up there right now. Excuse me. So Jacob Geller is a writer and a YouTuber. He's contributed to websites such as Kane and Rinse and Polygon. He's most known for his self-titled YouTube channel where he produces video essays talking about video games, architecture, politics, space, and much more. His videos take a deep dive into various games and genres and their connections to reality while also engaging viewers to think more deeply about the games they are playing. He has a very unique perspective on the craft and his videos are well researched and he speaks in a clear, concise tone with top-notch video editing and music. Here are a few of my faves some video recommendations, something to get you started off. I recommended on the website when I wrote my blog, Artificial Loneliness. It's a video um, about, it, it, it focuses around Red Dead 2, but talks about loneliness online, just in open worlds. Uh, another video, Control, Anatomy, and the Legacy of the Haunted House. That one is also, uh, it's spooky. I like that one. And more recently, Life in the Shadow of Midgar. Uh, it talks about the uh, the upper upper to lower class um, uh, in Final Fantasy, uh, and almost comparing it to the film like Parasite, something like that. Like it was a very interesting uh, article, and it made me kind of curious to even try Final Fantasy VII. So that that's something interesting. So Jacob Geller, you can support him on Patreon. He is at Jacob Geller, and his last name is spelled G E L L E R. Follower. Follow him on Twitter. It's at Y-A-C-O-B-G-42. So it's like Jacob G. And subscribe to him on YouTube. Just type in Jacob Geller. Jacob is spelled J-A-C-O-B. So that's it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can head over to my blog, wkey.wordpress.com, where I occasionally will post feature-length articles, news pieces, or general opinions on generally anything I find interesting. A few of my socials, again, I've mentioned this several times throughout the podcast. Please go over to my blog. Give it a read. Wkey.wordpress.com. Key is spelled K-E-E. I am trying to get back into writing more, and I would really like it if you guys could go over and read some of my stuff. You know, I want to make sure that you guys are getting or doing your daily reading. You know, we got to try to read a lot more. Then just scroll and scroll and scroll. Um, let's talk about uh, my Facebook and Twitter. So, Facebook. You can come over, like my page, facebook.com slash theoutbreakpodcast, all one word. Twitter, I am at podcastoutbreak. But, also, you can follow me on my personal Twitter. I tend to be more active over there. It's at will, W-I-L-L, key, K-E-E, all one word. Um, and, if you haven't, if you're just listening to this one-off episode... Please go and subscribe to me on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Um, you can also find this podcast hosted on podbean.com. Drop a five-star review and share us with your friends and family. I hope that you guys come back. This was another exciting episode. And I will see you guys in the next one.